Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Compton Podcast, where we talk about your favorite TVs, movies. Oh, that is the wrong introduction. I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hello, and welcome back to Deconstructing Disney here on Commentary, where we take a deep dive into the making, origin, and lasting impact of Disney films. I'm Tori. I'm Marin. I'm Nia. And I'm Decoria. And this week, we'll be taking a look at the fifth or sixth Disney uh, animated film, Bambi. We want to thank you guys for listening to our last episodes. We've, um, if you didn't notice, we're on a new upload schedule. Y'all are getting two episodes a week. Look at God. <laughs> look at God. And you guys are really enjoying it. And we really appreciate that. So make sure you stick around and listen to this episode and give us a five-star review or a thumbs up. Or wherever you are listening, as we continue. Um, so, uh, as we've said before on this series, me and Nia are very much um, golden era Disney kids. And Bambi, even though it was 1941, I feel like somehow gets clumped up with the golden era Disney movies. <laughs> so, I had seen Bambi before. What about everybody else? No, oh, no, I literally have never seen Bambi. I I don't. I just know the story. Same thing with Dumbo. I never saw that either. I just know the plot of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what about you, Marion? No, I haven't seen it either. I knew nothing about it. I think, I think in the process of me looking up, I found out. Spoiler alert: that Bambi's mom dies mm-hmm. in the movie. Like that's how much I didn't know anything about this. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And Nia, you've definitely seen it. Yeah, I I think I saw it, but I don't remember. My brain blocked out several parts of it, so I saw it, but I didn't remember a lot of it. Okay, yeah. Same for me. I, like, know the big um, tragedy of the story, but the little details were definitely not in the forefront. So this movie was made in 1941. I didn't really go into the directors or casting or anything. We'll get into that when we do production. But um, let's just quickly recap the story because where was the plot? There was no plot. <laughs> <laughs> this was an hour and what? An hour? Under an hour and 12 long minutes. Movie? Literally an hour one and hour 12 and 12 minutes. And you there can, was no plot. <laughs> you could recap this as... um deer and wood experiences life not not gonna <laughs> lie when we were watching it i was legit worried like how are we gonna have an hour-long mm. episode with this <laughs> lack of like anything happening in the movie exactly. like literally oh. nothing was happening oh baby production facts i got okay. you we'll have uh, we'll pr- at least get to 30 minutes because <laughs> the, the shit that was going on behind the scenes for this this movie listen so I'm going to just read the synopsis off of Wikipedia and you guys can chime in and um, if you have any feelings about certain scenes or anything like that. Um, the movie, uh, yeah. So we'll just go ahead and start this. So it starts in a lovely forest. Now we can't say from the beginning that we can tell that the animation techniques are different in this film compared to the other ones that we watched. Mm-hmm. Um it was like we're looking at a storybook, looking at a pure-on painting. <laughs> and so a doe gives birth to a fawn named Bambi, who will one day take over the position of Great Prince of the Forest, a title currently held by Bambi's father, who guards the woodland creatures against the dangers of hunters. Now, of course, in the actual um, um, in the actual story, they don't ever tell us that that's Bambi's daddy. We're just making inferences. <laughs> like, um, the fawn is quickly befriended by an eager, energetic rabbit named Thumper, who helps to teach him to walk and to speak. Bambi grows up very attached to his mother, whom he spends most of his time with. He soon makes other friends, including a young skunk named Flower and a female fawn named Feline. Curious and inquisitive, Bambi frequently asks about the world around him and is cautioned about the dangers of life as a forest creature by his loving mother. One day out in the meadow, Bambi briefly sees the great prince, but does not realize that, that he is his father. Of course he doesn't. He was, you know, gone. Um, as the great prince wanders uphill, he discovers the human hunter named Man. By all the animals um, coming and rushing down to the meadow to get everybody to safety, Bambi is briefly separated from his mother during that time, but is escort- escorted to her by the great prince as the three of them make it back in the forest just as Man fires his gun. During Bambi's first winter, he and Thumper play in the snow while Flower hibernates. One day, his mother takes him along to find food when Man shows up again. As they escape, his mother is shot and killed by the hunter, leaving the little fawn mournful and alone. Now, um, 
young me remembers this scene being tragic. Like, I viscerally, not viscerally remember, but, like, I remember having a certain emotion when I learned that Bambi's mom died. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if there was a similar scene in Bambi 2. I don't think there was. But, because um, when I watched the movie, I don't, <laughs> I was like, oh she's dead like it didn't it didn't hit like i thought i was going to like like i thought i was gonna feel something but you do know. you think it's because you already saw it like if you think it like maybe if you've never seen this and didn't know anything about the movie maybe it would have been like more impactful i don't think so because i was falling asleep while we were watching this so <laughs> <laughs> same now tori why is that the same thing like they people hype up the death of bambi's mom so much mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah when we got there i was just like okay <laughs> same for like, me like i remember my grandmother like vividly remember her talking about oh like bambi's mom died that's gonna like if you don't care about me blah 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 stuff like that you know how black grand- grandparents and moms are you're gonna miss me when i'm gone type stuff and like like y'all said when we watched it i was just like oh she died okay yeah it wasn't i mean we'll get to the you know our big question of the series was this made for children or not but um it was just it was it was just not giving. Like I wasn't as sad as I thought I was gonna be <laughs> or anything. So to continue, taking pity on his abandoned son, the great prince leads Bambi home as he reveals to him that he is his father. Um next year, Bambi has matured into a young stag, and his childhood friends have also entered young adulthood. When I tell you the tone of this movie shift <laughs> like shifted towards like real adult notions. It was very weird um, when you actually watch the movie because I guess we've all been kind of conditioned to associate um, movies with animals as the lead characters for children. And watching Bambi, for the most part, you're like, oh, okay, I can see a child watching this and, you know, seeing themselves in Bambi. It's like, oh, yeah, I didn't know what snow was or, you know, what, you know, what words were and things like that. And then all of a sudden it's like boom shakalaka, all this flirting innuendos and stuff. And I was just like, um, <laughs> I don't know if Is I signed up for movie? this. <laughs> Is this the same movie? What are we doing? Um, and most of the time, any type of romance depicted in um, Disney movies is pretty PG, but like you can also tell that there's some like they tried their best to show you which animals were female and which animals were male. Like, why does the female rabbit actually have curves? Like, yeah. I, I, we, I guess we have to blame Disney for that stereo. That's typical stereotype in um, animal-like characters now. But yeah. So they are warned of twitchipation by friend Al and that they will eventually fall in love. Although the trio views the concept of romance with scorn, however, Thumper and Flower soon encounter their beautiful romantic counterparts and abandon their former thoughts on love. Baby himself encounters Feline as a beautiful doe. However, their courtship is quickly interrupted and challenged by a belligerent older stag named Rono. I didn't know he had a name. Um, who attempts to force <laughs> Feline away from Baby. Baby successfully manages to defeat Rono in battle and earn the rights to the doe of affection. Bambi is awakened after afterward by the smell of smoke. He follows it and discovers it um, leads to a hunter camp. His father warns Bambi that man has returned with more hunters. Although Bambi is separated from Feline in the turmoil and searches for her along the way, the two flee to safety. He soon finds her cornered by man's vicious hunting dogs, which he manages to ward off. Bambi escapes them and is shot by man, but survives he shouldn't have um meanwhile <laughs> at the man's camp their campfire suddenly spreads into the forest resulting in a wildfire from which the floor- forest residents flee in fear bambi his father feline and the forest animals manage to reach shelter on a riverbank the following spring feline gives birth to twins under bambi's watchful eyes the new great prince of the forest is born feelings about this <laughs> after we watch the movie your first thoughts um boring with a capital b <laughs> zero out of ten <laughs> just <God>. dull <laughs> no this seriously might be our first zero out of ten of the series because i don't know how this was worse than snow white like <laughs> no like at least right. snow white i it didn't have no plot either but like it had plot in those like 10 minutes or so where like you know she was like at the house and whatnot <laughs> but like with this movie like 
once again, literally nothing was going on. Like, uh, there is a plot, of course, but when you watch mm. it, it doesn't seem that way at all. Like, literally yeah. doesn't seem that way. <laughs> it this feels, feels like a filler movie. It yes. does. It should, it should have been a Disney short. Wait till I tell y'all how long it took them to make this movie. <laughs> Two years. No, five years. Six. Wow. <laughs> this was supposed and to be the what? third. It was th- I think this was supposed for to be what? the third and or second animated film and it didn't come out until like five films had already been made. Wait, yeah, this they was spent all the time drawing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. We see now okay, Tori, this making sense because they were in that no plot headspace <laughs> and then they got delayed. Gotcha. Right, right, right. So um whew. let's just get into the production facts because I thought the drama behind Dumbo was a lot. Um, if doing the most was an entity, it would be the production for this movie. So um, I got my production facts. Usually I spend like um, a lot of time going to like three or four pages of Google to find fun facts. Because, you know, articles usually have the same stuff. But like one or two will come up um, with, you know, something that I didn't really know. Um, I only had to go to like three articles and I have like three pages worth of facts because <laughs> that's oh, just, no. that's just what was going on. So let's just, um, I have my sources are mental floss article by Stacey Conrad, a mouse planet article by Jim Corcus and an animated views by Christina Zabarth. I'm pronouncing your name wrong. I'm sorry, love. Um, but if you go on animated views, so it'll actually give you the facts about like how long the footage feet. It was, I think it was 6,000 feet worth of footage of, um, frames that they use. Um, it's, they give you a bunch of little, um, good details for our little, um, our, um, our to like animation. So, this is based on a book that was meant for adults. Um, I, I don't know how Disney decided that that was going to be what he did, but he did. Um, so the world premiere was actually held in the UK. It was the first Disney full-length animated film to hold its world premiere outside of the US. Um, a Chinese, a Chinese-American artist, Tyrese Wong, who recently died at the age of 106, created the impressionist watercolor backgrounds for the film, emphasizing the ethereal beauty and mystery of the forest that eliminated the, um, all the busy detail. He created grass just in a few streaks of actual blades and allowed patches of light to uh, bring out necessary details like the trunk of a tree. Walt was enthusiastic and said, I like the indefinite effect in the background. It's effective and I like it better than a bunch of junk behind it. So kudos to our POC legends. Because um, I feel like when you talk about animation... Uh, I like I would have never known a Chinese American person had worked on um Bambi. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool. The name Bambi came from the fact that during a trip to Italy, the writer Sultan became fascinated with the Italian word bambino. Of course. Writers are weird. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. So Felix Salton sold the American film rights, who's the writer of the book, to a director named Sidley Franklin for a mere one thousand dollars. Franklin in turn sold it to Disney. Um, writing to him, I would want it to be one of the greatest things ever attempted and done. And Disney paid homage to Franklin in the credits. Um, so Salton really never actually got a lot of money for his book. Oh, damn. Turn into a movie. <laughs> I mean, that it's sucks. Disney. <laughs> um, Disney uh, has the copyright of the comic book adaptation that it does get made into, which brings up an interesting situation. Salton copyrighted the original novel and the characters. He only sold the film rights to Sidney Franklin, who sold those rights to Walt Disney. Then Salton's and his um, Salton's late daughter continued to hold the rights for the original novels and characters, but never challenged Disney on any of these other uses that were not explicitly covered in the original sale. With her death, Salton's daughter... Um, Salton's daughter's husband sold the rights in 1993 to a publishing house called Twin Books. The new owners immediately sued Disney for copyright infringement. Uh, several trials have resulted with both Disney and Twin Books currently maintaining the rights to different versions of the same story and characters retained in all other books. The original book was banned, actually, in Germany because Nazis believed Salton's books could be viewed as an allegory for the plight of the Jewish people in Europe. He was literally driven out of Austria. Like, he had to flee Austria. <laughs> Whoa. Because the Nazis hated his book. That yeah. explains when I was reading about... I was reading something, and then it, they were like, he was on exile. And I was like, what? Exile for what? Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he got on the wrong side of people, of pe- people of power at the time. Now, these next few facts. I'm going to everybody hold their horses, all right? So, first we have... um. 
they were very as we've seen in a lot of Disney as we've been doing this series that they are very serious about getting the animation for a lot of the stuff right they try new techniques and especially that's incredible for a lot of these films being created in the 40s so first fact we have is that an artist spoke to animal experts they spent a lot of trips to the Los Angeles Zoo and watched nature films they even got two deers donated to the studio there's a picture in the document, which they studied the deers and watched them to create Bambi and his friends. During the time they were being sketched, the deers lost their spots and grew into adulthood and were eventually donated to the Griffin Park Zoo in 1994. They lived in a big pen on the Hyperion lots and lived with a bunch of other little animals like squirrels, rabbits, and chipmunks. Um, so there was basically a little mini zoo on Disney's lot the six years that they were making this movie. <laughs> wow. Right. Um, to aid in designing Bambi scenes, Walt even traveled to Argentina in 1941, the middle of a war, where he found his inspiration in the forests of Nequins province, southwest of Argentina. Argentina. Now this next thing. <laughs> One misty October 1938 morning, animators were surprised to see a wild young buck who lived in Griffith Park had come to visit Failing. Um one of the do- the dolls that they had, you know, on the back lot, responding to its instinctual urges. As the animators approached the visitor, it lowered its young, sharp antlers defiantly. Cars raced along Hyperion Avenue. Curious people came outside to watch this real life. The, ASA- the ASPCA was called. But things escalated as the buck began to panic, desperately looking for it to find a way out of the crowd. Larry Landsberg, an assistant director on the film, had once been a rodeo stunt rider. He came out of the studio with a lariat in his hands. Disney legend Frank Thomas recalled the event in later years. He said, as the buck bolted across a vacant lot, a carefully thrown loop from Larry's lasso settled around his neck, halting his flight. Quickly, Larry had him down, hoited rodeo style, before the buck could hurt himself or any other spectators. Larry kept the buck under control until the ASPCA crew arrived. While, um... We studied the defiant animal. Impressed by his intensity and vitality, Thomas said, failing looked wistfully after him in the departing truck, and the rest of us returned to the studio with a new understanding of animals we were trying to draw. Okay. <laughs> First book. <laughs> right. I was like, Does, is that not low-key animal abuse? Or I mean, I understand they were trying to like keep the deer to not hurt any people, but couldn't y'all have just like... How like how close was this studio to the woods that the deer could just get in? <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of questions. But this is not even the most craziest thing that happened. So they even studied a deer corpse in various stages of mm-hmm. decay for several days to see how the muscle tendons worked and brought an instructor in uh, animal, entire, animal autonomy for a six-week course. You see, this is making this movie make a lot more sense. <laughs> like what kind of national geographic like what what are they i was watching this film like i feel like i was watching this film like i feel like this is i'm watching you know like some nature show about deers no wonder because Mm. they studied them (laughs) and then just put them in in this animated them we're not done yet so Walt even sent avid outdoorsman nature photographer for an artist mars jake day on a several several month long trip to the main woods to photograph and sketch animals, bushes, trees, cloud formations, all that good stuff. And Fire Ravage Forest, which I have to say, I've seen Fire Ravage Forests and y'all did not do a good job. Um <laughs> <laughs> This was supposed to be the second animated film, but it took six years to complete. Um it lost a lot of money in the beginning because it they couldn't show it overseas because of World War II. It used oil painting instead of watercolor. Walt's own daughter read the book and then protested to death of Bambi's mother. And Walt was like, well, it was in the book, darling. And she's like, you've done films before where you didn't follow the book. So I don't understand why you can't do it now. Um, <laughs> this was funny. Huh? Right. Like this, what? There's so many... Like, why, out of all the things you could have protested in every other movie, yeah. <laughs> you picked the death of Bambi's mom? Huh? Yeah. He said, it happened in the book, so I have to do it. You know, stick to the art. What was Not Not the fact that kids were smoking in Pinocchio, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. 
1940, okay, American hunters have always felt that they were giving a bad rap as the killers of Bambi's mothers and the one who started the fire that destroyed the forest, right? So in 1942 edition of Outdoor Life magazine, editor Raymond Brown denounced the film as the worst insult ever offered in any form of American sportsmen. the source i read oh go ahead no no go on go on okay the source i read said it's important to realize that walt never intended to condemn all hunters only those who are irresponsible and who did not adhere to the code of conduct that respected nature and its creatures in 1956 walt wrote to protect the birds animals from onslaught by thoughtless elements of the population it's not a matter of soft sediment their careful preservation is not recognized as vital in the balance of nature under which our cultivated fields and gardens thrive, and our healthful existence often depends Native wildlife, to me, is a part of the American land and scene. It is closely associated with our history and traditions. To observe our wild creatures in their natural habitat, I regard as a privilege as an American citizen. Therefore, um, there are very few responsible citizens, I am sure. There are very few responsible citizens, I am sure, who do not agree with this viewpoint. Even the majority of hunters recognize it, it in their sportsman's code of the limited bag and the measure being taken to keep endangered species alive says the man who built Disney World. I'm pretty sure <laughs> Epcot and all of that were on large plots of forest land, were they not? <laughs> I have no clue. But, yeah, so that was a little drama. Um, you know there's the line where the great prince goes, man is in the forest. So, um, the animators of um, Disney at the time would say man is in the forest when Disney was walking around, when Walt was walking around. Um, that's scary. Um, there's only roughly 950 words in the entire film. This is oh, my wow. last fact and it's very funny and I hope you guys laugh at it too because first of all, how did y'all find this out? In 1952, Walt Disney was confronted at a dinner party at his vacation home at the smoke tree ran into Palm Springs, California by a woman he described as having an overpowering knowledge of American wildlife. With no introduction, she approached Walt and proceeded in a great detail to tell him what was wrong in the movie Bambi. Her main point was that wildlife would not act the way they... Not act the way that Walt had depicted them. Why in Bambi, she asserted, the buck steps into the clearing ahead of the doe and fawn to be sure there are no hunters there. Actually, bucks hang back and have even been seen kicking the does out of the brush ahead of them. And the picture wasn't true to life in so many other respects either. How right you are, Walt agreed. And do you know something else wrong with it? Deers don't talk. <laughs> I said, imagine how tired Walt is. He's like, it's like, bitch, it's a cartoon. Like, you see, Walt is right, but at the same time, you did study animals, deers, for that long. So, um, yeah. So, reissued in the spring of 1966, Bambi was the last Disney animated film to be reissued in Walt Disney's lifetime. The end. <laughs> I just, I just kept reading what I said. What I saw, they had a deer corpse. I said what <laughs> like i know y'all were trying to get stuff correct but like i i don't think they wanted to make I, sure everything was right about this movie <laughs> even though they still got it wrong i guess could you imagine going to work every day knowing you're going to see a deer corpse and smell that that's <laughs> i didn't even think just... no Ew. and the thing is it's like this i get the dedication but at, the, at some point you're making a movie right <laughs> like calm down an hour and 12 minute animated film like that had no plot that had no plot because <laughs> they spent too much time looking at deer <laughs> to write a movie that had no plot so yeah i wanted to get a lot of these facts right so i didn't paraphrase a lot of it but you know thank you to our sources that was just fact after fact like i'm interested to see how things change once walt steps back a little bit but i can also say that i think this is one of the first movies that kind of gives us a disney format like tragic mother um, you know yeah yeah hero comes back it's like a standard disney formatted film as boring as it was <laughs> but all right let's head over to yeah. music with nia well this movie just when i tell you like 
like I was also worried that I wouldn't have much to say mm -hmm. <laughs> because like not only is the plot dry, it's just like the music, like it's so hard to find information on this soundtrack in every song in this that appears in this film. And it was very hard because I was like, okay, how can I, how can I talk about something besides like the basics? <laughs> so I kind of compiled a little bit. So we'll just, we'll talk more about it. So it was written and composed by Frank Churchill, Edward Plum, and Larry Morey. So Frank Churchill has kind of worked on other Disney movies like Dumbo, Snow White. He was Disney's go-to composer mm. in the early days. Um, so, but this is the first like movie where, interestingly it's not where it's not a typical movie musical so musicals usually have the characters themselves like singing breaking out into song because that's a part of the narrative mm -hmm. you know like um hairspray or singing in the rain all those musicals where the character is going through something dramatic and they break out in a song and then other characters have their moments and the villain has theirs mm -hmm. this like is the first movie especially in the disney canon where it's just like nobody in the movie sings besides like a chorus <laughs> it's like third party folks who have like nothing to do with who what's on screen yeah so bambi don't sing um but that's really none of the that frank churchill did like dumbo and the music in those movies were like pretty good like dumbo and snow white yeah yeah and i feel like this movie i feel like the songs themselves aren't bad it's just like they have no purpose like there's nothing that's they don't move the narrative they're just there to kind of be songs and honestly in the movie didn't we only hear like two songs yeah. on screen yeah, I, and the rest yeah. was just like background score you know so it's like it's this i feel like they <laughs> once again they spent all their energy into like studying deer <laughs> that they were like well how we need to be i guess we got to put music to this mm -hmm. and so i mean to me, the songs are good, but the but the takeaway from this, interestingly, is like none of the characters in this movie sing. So they didn't hire any actors who were famous singers at the time or people who were talented in singing because they just got a chorus of folks to sing songs. So there's like conflicting information because it's so hard to find <laughs> stuff about this soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Okay, Wikipedia says there's four official songs, but on other websites like IMDb, it says it's 16 songs. So I'm I'm like, 16? Where's the other? Where's the rest? <laughs> so I don't know where that came from. Um, and then this movie, like, it's weird because I feel like the momentum of Disney gave this soundtrack a push. Not trying to be shady. I mean, I know that there's some people out here who like these songs, but the general public truly doesn't know anything from this movie besides Bambi's mom dying. Mm -hmm. So it's the, the songs have not traveled through the test of time. So these songs, I feel like it was the momentum of like Pinocchio and, and like Dumbo that kind of made this even get nominated for things. Mm -hmm. Like it got three Academy award nominations, um, best score, best original song and for best sound. And I'm like, mm, I, it lost them, thankfully. <laughs> but like, it, it I won. <laughs> no, no, it <laughs> truly no. And I'm glad at least they didn't win. But the nomination, I feel like it was just like the Disney name at that point was like, yo, you got to nominate it for best score because you nominated Snow White and Pinocchio. But like this movie, the score, I mean, did it deserve? Ah, that's up to you. That's up, what I don't, I don't think so personally. Mm. But then, um. So many of these songs are like, because this movie doesn't really have the songs connected to the storyline. Like if you watch Lion King, people, like all the songs are written to elevate whatever's going on at the moment. So like Kuna Matata or like, like Be Prepared is Scar's song. Like Poor Unfortunate Souls from The Little Mermaid is Ursula's song. None of these songs belong to any character. So they've kind of just gotten lost. Um, a lot in because like even when I was looking around like none of these songs had their own page like and I mean none of them had their own special page where it's like this is the signature song of Bambi mm -hmm. there is no signature song there is no song that really took off so it's hard to find background on it and I wish I could say more about like oh this was something that people said at the time when it's like they didn't say a lot <laughs> about the soundtrack that was kind of like an after the fact <laughs> so yeah, I mean, 
I don't know about y'all, like I felt kind of the soundtrack was just kind of there. Yeah. Felt like background noise. It didn't feel yeah. like it elevated or it was necessary. Same. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, the music was very much like supposed to, I guess supposed to give like an ethereal feel to the forest. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I guess make it feel like it's a forest, but I mean, it didn't, nothing was like, well, this is this big song you know or this is the song that's going to be playing 10 years from now i feel like they just kind of made it like the forest is like the background they kind of made the music the background but yeah when you do that it kind of just gets forgotten it does <laughs> so very much so. yeah i mean i mean if y'all are di- huge disney fans and you like the soundtrack like that's good mm-hmm. but also it's not one that if you ask anybody on the street do they know a single song from bambi they will not mm. <laughs> yeah hmm. all right let's move on to origins with Marin. okay so the original story title is bambi a life in the woods written, written by felix sultan my mm-hmm. source is um on apple books i think that's what it's called uh, Bambi Classic Tales Edition audiobooks narrated by B.J. Harrison because as soon as I saw those 26 chapters, I was not reading it. So, because I did that with um, Pinocchio. I wasn't doing it again. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so in a sense, the book is very similar to the movie. It's just it almost feels like it's longer because the movie you know how in I think in other Disney movies, they have a narrator is that like yeah story? sometimes yeah yeah sometimes they don't have it in this movie so there was no description of the forest but when i tell you this man did not leave anything out in this book <laughs> oh my god he described everything so in a sense um and you read more about bambi's life in the woods and it's a little darker um because of how close the book is to the movie i just i really didn't feel like recapping it the way i i did Mm-hmm. Um, other Disney films. Uh, once again, the book is very descriptive. It talks about like the changing of seasons, Bambi's first experiences in the woods, his interaction with other animals. And I know that um, from what I saw that Felix Sultan, the writer, was a hunter. And you can tell that from his descriptions in the book that he sp- has spent a lot of times in the woods. He either did a lot of research on the life of animals in the woods or he spent a lot of time in the forest that's really interesting yeah you're telling me you spent like 10 years hunting animals and you're gonna write a book (laughs) about said animals that's a little did you see the other book he's written (laughs) no it was all animal based every all the five (laughs) i saw all animals Sir, um, that's a little sadistic that's a little serial (laughs) but um (laughs) the book Really, the book, unlike the movie, does address that not all family, not all the animals are friends like they did Mm -hmm. in the movie. So like when Bambi's first um, experiencing the forest and his mother is teaching him like their ways around, he sees a ferret kill a mouse. And, um, Mm. you know, he gets scared by that. He like asks his mom, he's like, dude, would, would I have to do that? And she's like, no, deer don't, you know, basically implies that deer don't kill well, okay, she just implies, like, they wouldn't eat another animal. Um, and so I decided to, like, put in some moments in the book that are maybe notable or, like, different from the movie to show how maybe it's darker. So one of Bambi's cousins, called Gulbo, is a deer that they thought had been killed by a hunter. But after um, he eventually reappears in the book and everyone is surprised thinking that one of the the hunters had gotten to him. But he says instead that the human saved him and nursed him back to health. And due to this, Gobo, unlike the other deer, was no longer cautious in the woods, which inevitably leads to his death because he sees a hunter and tries to walk up to talk to him. And the hunter shoots him and he dies. So what there's the that heck? little moment. Um, First and of all, I'm- the name Gobo? <laughs> what yeah why i know i'm not good at naming stuff but <laughs> go ball is okay. yeah continue i'm sorry and then when i was talking about him de- being descriptive this is what i mean there's a moment in the book where it's just one chapter a very small chapter i think i think the audiobook was like either five minutes or less where mm-hmm. 
it's only the point of view of the leaves as they fall off the branches. The leaves are talking about their experience of it becoming fall and them falling off the branches. So See, <laughs> this is giving like, wow, he was trying to be one of the great American writers and it didn't work. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm talking about, Nia. Like we should, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, like you take uh, what's his name? Yeah, if you take li- literature classes and they only teach you about white American men, mm-hmm. that's a lot of the shit that they do. They're just like, yeah. li- watch me describe a meadow, and then like goes down in history. And I'm like, <laughs> Bitch, you were just trying to make a word count. <laughs> the leaf, right? <laughs> the leaf is like it's giving. I got to do double space <laughs> in LA format. The leaf is like talking to the other leaf, and they're like. Do, huh? yeah the leaf is like you will fall off or whatever and it's just like a way like that's the way what happens when the seasons change it was it was and the leaf i'm so off, sorry you had to listen the to all that <laughs> and then to end it off um the story does talk about as the seasons change how it's hard for the animals and some of them die and unlike mm-hmm. in the movie the animals refer to the hunters or humans as he and mm. that's it for me <laughs> Well, that was that sounds like a very torturous read. <laughs> this is why I was listening to two times fast because I could yeah, not do this. Too much. <laughs> that was just you were trying to. He was he sounded like he was trying to be real metaphysical, and then yeah. this is so sad because think about all the energy that went into writing this book. Right, he wanted <laughs> to be metaphysical with it, all about nature. He sold the book for a thousand dollars, and then that person sold it to Disney, and then that person got the credits. <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> this is just a mess <laughs> this is awful of um, yeah okay so now we're moving on to like similar stories or variations with Corey. yeah so like the past two movies this one does not have any like similar stories because it's like an mm-hmm. original work surprisingly well like not original like from disney like of course he took mm-hmm. it from someone else but it was like <laughs> an, it's not like a folktale or anything um but the story has been retold um different times through since disney has the rights to it now they of course made like comic books of it um there is one comic strip story like a weekly kind of sunday paper thing called silly symphonies which had um bambi in it which basically was straight up a retelling of the entire movie in a comic book form and then there was of course the sequel novel bambi's children which was basically about Bambi's kids, but also about um, their cousins, kind of, too. Like, the, the cousin family. And the two families had beef. And there was a hunter. And it was it was some weird shit going on. Like, But, yeah, eventually, in the end, the families resolved whatever strife they were having with each other. Basically, the strife was over um, the aunt thought that Bambi's daughter set the son up to get killed by a hunter. But that's not what really happened. But um, yeah, and Disney never. Well, did did they make a movie for that, like the sequel, or was the sequel movie for Bambi just about Bambi? Okay, so I just skimmed the plots, and I now realize why I thought the death of Bambi's mother was so significant. They literally killed her again in Bambi too. It's like not even a continuation <laughs> of. His okay, because the yes. sequels. Yeah, when I was looking it up, it said the sequel novel for Bambi at least was mm. never made into a movie. It was just made into another comic book, which had the same exact name, released in like 1943, and it the art was done by um Ken Holtgren and Al Hubert. But oh, I remember oh, y'all saying like, oh, there's Bambi 2. And I was like, was it this? But no, it's not. <laughs> no, we low-key should have watched Bambi 2. Because like, this has, now I know why they, you know, the 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 other deer that Bambi fought had a name. He's the whole villain in the second one. <laughs> like, oh, now wow. I realize why this was so like, like me viscerally remembering being sad when his mom died. It's probably because I saw this one. Because this came out in 2006. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Also, too, they're supposed to be... Well, they announced last year in January that they're going to be making a live-action Bambi, so Please, we'll see. for the love of God. <laughs> Why? Can we, can, we, can we cancel it now? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, I want... Will they make it? Okay. I just don't want to see I'm it curious at all. I don't think we need a live-action yeah. Bambi. We don't. Y'all could like, be putting money do somewhere it? else. <laughs> right? 
Like, like the only where can you even take the story? To I don't, be honest, yeah, the yeah. only good live remake was Jungle Book. Cause I it thought was Maleficent was also good too, but yeah, that wasn't. Oh, like Maleficent was good. Yeah, but it wasn't like yeah. the exact same story. Like, oh, oh yeah, that was um. What do you call that? A prequel? Yeah, like a it villain like a origin story. story yeah, villain origin story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost, not really, but almost. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, we probably should have watched Baby too, because I mean, maybe next time if we. I don't think they ever did that again, though. Like, retell the story in the second movie. Yeah, yeah I, never, I didn't know that was the a thing. Sequels are like whole new stories, but Baby Two is just them retelling it. <laughs> That's it's like wow, very much similar. Like, but this time, like Rono, Rono, I guess is like more of a person, like more of a character. And it's like instead of like a forest fire, it's like a trap and something like that. Okay. Hmm. And Daddy is not a. Uh, a distant figure yeah oh, father and son's life right <laughs> like he's what? a great part of it because it's called bambi and the great prince of the forest it's I the other title that for was it based off the author too because the author wrote was a source of four other disney films felix Salton. he was yeah. what other ones what huh um i know here it says um his stories perry and the hound of florence inspired the disney films perry 1957 and the shaggy dog 1959 and one of them is bambi of course and so he did write another book based on the character bambi titled titled bambi's children the story of a forest family but i don't know that one's that. the one i was just talking about and didn't have a movie yeah okay. yeah oh also Bambi two was straight to video which makes oh okay yeah that was the t- era when Disney was doing their milking from old yeah, movies like, like Cinderella, Cinderella two, two and Pocahontas two Mulan two all yeah. that two and three or something like that oh yeah yeah huh that makes Lion King one and a half this makes so much sense to my memory now because like I'm pretty sure his mom dying in this one he actually goes up to her body or something like that oh wow also in the original something that i didn't mention in the production in the original there's a lot of scenes that they cut out that's probably why it took six years like they kept redoing and doing stuff but one of the scenes they actually showed a showing of the film where there was a scene where the great prince and bambi find the corpse of man like the chart oh, yeah. corpse they talk of about man. that in the book yeah, and I don't think it's a charred wow. corpse though. I think he just died in the snow. I might not. Yeah, be they. Well, it was. I think it was a charred corpse in the film. And Walt saw that like the four hundred people were watching, kind of all stood up and like, oh, what the fuck? And so he cut it out. <laughs> so he wow. cut it out. So yeah. Um, yeah, Bambi. So here, here's our our question. We always go back to: Is this meant for children? <laughs> Would you show this to your children? Um. Mm-hmm. I, feel I don't like, think sorry. so. Oh, go ahead. Wait. I feel like there's a shift at one point, but the f- I'm going to say the first couple movies made by Disney were not intended for children. It mm-hmm. was just to show what we can do. Look at our innovation. Look at our what we can do on screen. Right, because right. Because the last couple me- movies have not been for children, maybe except Snow White. But even then. I don't feel like this would hold a child's attention. Mm-hmm. I don't either. Yeah, I feel like with the, I agree. I think with the way children's media is today, so fast paced and so like, like I feel like kids would get really bored with this unless it's a kid that hasn't watched modern TV. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's not enough speaking in the film, I think, to hold a child's attention, really. Maybe a baby, maybe a newborn because he sees colors or she sees or they see colors. Yeah, yeah. So it's really interesting to me because this book, I guess we've all been kind of doctored. This was definitely made in a time where animation was not just meant for children. It was just like, we're going to see a film that just happens to be animated. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the mm-hmm. source material was definitely not for children. So, but even because the source material was definitely not for children, the first third of that movie, the first two thirds of that movie are like, very much boring like i don't even know how a grown adult will watch that <laughs> or find any of it yeah. funny or interesting like i don't understand how this has awards it's def- for damn sure should not be in number three in the top five ten animated films by afa, <laughs> AFA. there's like a list, list. Rigged. i remember <laughs> the first 10 are disney no <laughs> but yeah um i don't know if bambi ever had an impact within pop culture um 
I I feel like it definitely probably did like for the people like back then. Because, mm-hmm. like, the way people talk about Bambi's death, especially, I mean, Bambi's mother's death, especially older people, that probably definitely impacted them back then. But because now we're so desensitized to stuff like that, it would not have any impact at right, all for, right, like, older, right. like, yeah. newer generations of people. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, I do know, I have to say, as a Disney person, that if I ever meet somebody who tells me that their favorite movie was Bambi, I judge you. I judge you very hard. Because, like... Right, out of all, the even foods. out of the older movies, <laughs> out of yeah, like we haven't even gotten to the later ones. But even out of the older ones, you're picking Bambi. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, like did Bambi? I don't think Bambi ever had a TV show that was on no. Disney. No, and honestly, I don't. I feel like Disney didn't even merchandise a lot of Bambi, Bambi style, heavy right. until later. Yeah, like yeah, like I I know girls who would like. Oh my god, I love Thumper. Like that's my favorite Disney. Like animal thing and you know how we were watching and i said oh this is putting together so many pieces how i watching i said that you guys have probably heard dialogue from baby on tiktok it's from it's probably from baby 2 that's what i was mm. thinking of like i didn't even realize that baby 2 was probably the rendition that i saw because who remakes the same <laughs> the same movie <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um rating the movie zero out of ten i don't recommend don't do it. Go watch the second one. It's probably better. <laughs> I'll give it a, a, a one. Yeah. A, a one, one because the first couple scenes where we were like, oh, the frame by frame is kind of pretty. I'll give it that. Mm. What about you, Corey? Yeah, I would also give it a zero out of ten. Like, literally, this movie was literally boring. There's a plot, but it's not giving anything. Like, oh, yeah. I could have... They could have just made this, like, 30 minutes. They could have been 15 minutes or 10, to be honest. <laughs> not even a full 30. Right. right I mean, right. What, like, an yeah. hour and 12 minutes of nothing. Literally nothing. Absolutely nothing. What about you, Nia? Yeah, I gotta give it a zero as well, because it's like... I feel like this is what Disney, they should have released this after Snow White, then I would have been more forgiving because it, yeah. it gives the same vibes. Yeah. Like it, it feels like Disney's just trying to get their footing and then they've already progressed past this with like Pinocchio Dumbo and, and Pinocchio. Yeah, Dumbo. <laughs> right. Like they've already been, Pinocchio is way more, like the fact that we're giving, <laughs> the fact that out of this list, Pinocchio is the best. It's like, <laughs> this is, this is like. To me, Disney had already progressed past this and they should have just scrapped it or put a short out yeah. instead of saying we're going to make a full movie because like this would have been perfect for like the early thir- late 30s. But we're like mentally we're like Disney's fans. If you're a lot, if you were around at this time, y'all have already you progressed past this. Right. Disney should have given you better. Not like especially another Snow White when you spent six six years six years and did all of that, looking at rotten corpses, having two deers, having a whole <laughs> zoo on the yeah. studio lot, and this is what y'all came up with. Like, Oof. and then thinking about it again, Nia is so right about them having progressed past this because, like, in Snow White, there wasn't that much dialogue, and so same thing for. Bambi but you look at the two movies that came out before Bambi there was like lots of talking going on in the movies and whatnot uh-huh. even if it wasn't from the main character there was still a lot of like dialogue and stuff this movie had like like you said only 952 words total spoken over an hour and 12 minutes yeah it was not yeah. giving it was the music wasn't even good like bad movies are yeah. supposed to have good music like <laughs> Dumbo had yeah. like some some bangers like <laughs> the little pink, right. the pink flamingo scene or whatever that shit was the that was like too. yeah <laughs> yeah this was it's disappointing we probably should have watched this and too we probably should have gave us ourselves more time to do that but I mean I'm glad it's out of our system we couldn't not not do Bambi because it's one of the first you know, like five, six, seven films, and they just spent so much time on it. And like, it's definitely a new animation technique. Like, it's very pretty. Oh yeah, it's super pretty. Like this movie's like a painting. Mm-hmm. But that's why I'd say it's giving Snow White. <laughs> Snow White was the same. Yeah, it's very much. I yeah, I don't. Yeah, see, I would be sad if this was. This was my six years worth of work. Like, that's yeah, that's frightening. Okay, so I'm looking at the D23 list, 
and I next don't to Cinderella, know. y'all. Oh well, here's because like all the other ones, the other ones are like short. I don't yeah. know. They've been just about a Mr. Toad. Like I've heard of it. Yeah, we could, but I don't think we'd have a lot to talk about. But like, I don't know why. Like, the, there's like four of these that are Latin American based, and I already know they're going to be racist. Like, why were we suddenly oh, you know obsessed it. with Latin American anything? I bet it's because Walt went to like Brazil or oh, something. Oh yeah, he was in Argentina for a while. Had an awakening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, in this list is um, a few of the propaganda films that he had to do. Um, oh yeah, for the for the war, right? He had to get that check so his studio didn't fall yeah. <laughs> under. But the next um, big one is Miss Cinderella herself. A lot of people like to think she's the first Disney princess. She's not. <laughs> She's, she's second um but yeah we're gonna do cinderella okay. yeah that'll be cinderella i'm kind of nervous about because she cinderella has a lot of stands like yeah. people who genuinely feel like this is the best thing since sliced bread so we'll Ray, see really yeah. yeah cinderella has a lot of stands so does aurora sleeping beauty i feel like cinderella yeah. is like out of the big disney princesses she's like at the bottom with no she gets White. ignored a lot but she has stands like stands stands yeah, people who are dedicated Standing to like the a Cinderella woman who sat in a tower and did nothing. Wow, <laughs> it's giving something. I don't know what it's giving, but <laughs> what did the cheetah girl say? Yeah, like she didn't go to the dark, cold, dusty, dark, cold, dusty Stella. Why did they look for her like weirdo who kept her shoe? A man well, okay. with a foot fetish. She literally like went- <laughs> literally. He likes toes and feet. Okay, we have, we have to record ourselves watching this because <laughs> like we got to. <laughs> she said <laughs> she said that man had a foot fetish. <laughs> he know if you think about it, it what's his name? Prince Charming. Yes. That's the one. Yeah, he definitely had a foot fetish. Like he's probably sniffing the shoe and shit like that. Weird ass nigga. <laughs> like, <laughs> like like for real and. I must say this now. It's not the superior Cinderella. It's just not. She's just not. The, the one with the Selena Gomez one. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, the, um, what's the one with Brandy? That was probably the best one. It is. That's the best it's one. It's the only one we under. literally care about. Um, they all had Wasn't there one with Hillary Duff too? Yeah, oh, like, yeah that one was good as well. There was like seven. That one was pretty good. <laughs> Dude. I oh hate God. the one with Hillary Duff. I don't really? like that movie. You I do? like the last one better. <laughs> I think I like the one with Hillary mm. Duff because I like the guy from One Tree Hill, the white yeah. boy. Had Michael Mulkey, <laughs> the white man, yeah. right? The one with three first yeah. names. I don't even remember the one with Selena Gomez. I remember the one with Hillary Duff. I don't remember Selena's. Oh no, I love that one because mm-hmm. also don't... aren't they? Isn't Camila Cabello doing the TV show for Cinderella? Yeah. Oh, Something God, with yeah, Amazon. Amazon. Oh. Y'all, we're going to have... The Cinderella episode is going to be long. Because there's, be like, so, so many adaptations. Yeah. 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 And yeah. there's definitely going to be, like, a actual variations and origins. Because that's, like, a story. Yes, like, I actually like have everywhere. to... Y'all have to remind me to read my book that I got. The African-American Folktales book. Because I'm pretty sure Cinderella's in that one. Okay. Yeah. 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 Whew. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Deconstructing Disney. Um, we are, as you can see, excited for next month's episode. So make sure you stay tuned by following us on TikTok, Twitter, um, and giving us a five-star review. If you like us, we know you do. We know you're listening. <laughs> but um, until next time, I'm Tori. I'm Marin. I'm Nia. And I'm Decoria. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.